0: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: Welcome back. Matt Fraser, with us. His book that comes out in March of next year, When Heaven Calls. Matt, we've got to get you back on when the book actually comes out again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny because I'm here on the commercial break and so many people are um, writing to me live on uh, Facebook uh, some people haven't been able to find the book, so if you Google When Heaven Calls by Matt Fraser, or you go to my website, meetmattfrazier.com, it's right on the homepage. If you scroll down, that's where you can pre-order.
1: Okay, and all you have to do is type in that title at Amazon Search, and it pops right up. I've done that. Now, have you ever had a case or a situation where somebody attempted suicide, they died, but they tried to stop before it happened?
0: You know that's a good question. I got to think for a minute.
1: I mean, so they were in the process of committing suicide, attempting it, and they just went a little too far. Let's say they changed their mind; they didn't want to do it, but it was too late.
0: You know that hasn't happened yet. Um, I'm thinking about it. No, um, I've had people in the past who have attempted it, uh, and you know, people have have come in and they've stopped them. Uh, from doing it but I've never had somebody who was halfway through or in the process you know realize they were making you know making a a wrong decision and and tried to turn back because a lot of times you know when somebody does do this it happens so quickly and the methods that they choose are are so fast that you know there is no time and a lot of times you know I would say ninety nine percent of the time People are not in their right mind when they're in this state. That's what I've experienced. You know, uh, they're so overwhelmed. They're either, you know, sleep deprived. They're either on medication mm-hmm. or under the influence of something that their mind isn't. It's not working the way that, uh, you know, a, a normal person's would. You know, there's, there's just so many emotions. It's a flood of emotions that they're dealing with that they're experiencing. So there's, there's no uh, thought wave that's there that, that's there to stop them. But what I can tell you is that there have been many cases where they've tried it in the past and people have intervened and stopped them. And, you know, this happens a lot. And the reason why this happens is because people always ask me, well, you know, how come the other side doesn't protect us? How come they don't help us? How come they, you know, they're not there when a person, you know, tries to commit suicide? And the truth is, is that they are. You know, many times when I'm connecting with somebody who passes from suicide, they'll come through and they will say that, you know, they have t- attempted it in, in the past, but, you know, their sister w- came in right at the, at the nick of time to stop them. Or, you know, their uh, girlfriend or their, their wife found a journal with their suicidal thoughts in it and oh, got them geez. to a hospital. And these are all, uh, these are you know, the coincidences or these, these uh, ways that uh, family members find out are actually ways that Heaven's intervening. Because, you know... What happens is we have spirit guides, we have family members, we have many people that watch over us, and they don't want us to end our life prematurely here in this world. You know, and that's one of the messages that those who pass of suicide want to share with us. The reason why they regret it is to let us know here in this world that, you know, if you're going through a hard time, if you're going through a tough situation, go and get help. Talk to your family members. Talk to your loved ones. A lot of times the thoughts, the feelings that you're going through aren't real. You feel like you can't escape it. You feel like you can't rebuild. You feel like, you know, your world is crashing down around you, but it it can only make you stronger. You just have to be brave enough to talk to somebody about it.
1: You may be too young for this, but do you remember the movie It's a Wonderful Life?
0: I actually have not seen that
1: movie. Now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is—it's a black and white movie starring Jimmy Stewart. Uh, he's not with us anymore either. You've got to rent it, Matt. Uh, f- f- and professionally, you have to rent it for what you do. I'm writing it down
0: right now. While I'm talking. It's a beautiful life.
1: It's—it's it, a wonderful life. Oh, it's a wonderful life. It's a life, wonderful, life. wonderful life. life. It's about an individual who, in the movie, is called George Bailey, and he's having a horrendous time with life. He's got a great family, but he wants to commit suicide, and he's saved by an angel. Oh, I gotta watch that! So I love that. You got it's a classic movie, and for what you do, it's perfect.
0: George, did you do know I'm 28 years old? Right? Yes, I sure do. <laughs> I think I'm one of the youngest mediums in, in practice. You're
1: 28, going on 50, in terms yeah. of your attitude and stuff.
0: Well, I'll tell you one thing. That's the reason why I wrote this book. Is because you know I know that when I was first. You know, starting out as a, as a medium, I wanted to, to find other people who have experienced what I've experienced, had, you know, I want to know what other people's childhoods were like, I want to understand about, you know, these same questions that you're asking me. And there's not much out there, especially when it comes to suicide and the afterlife, or, you know, do couples end up back together? You know, are pets on the other side? What, what's it like on the other side? What's heaven like? You know, do people have jobs in heaven? So I wrote about that all in my book. I tried to think of the questions that the most, the, the most frequent questions that I get asked as a medium and the secrets of the afterlife that people don't think to ask. And I put it all in there because I wanted this to be a one-stop place for people to really get to know the other side. Because when you get to know heaven and you get to know the afterlife, then you think about your loved ones and you don't feel as bad that they had passed on because you know that they're at peace. You know, there's a great analogy that I use to talk to people who are missing someone in heaven. And that is... If, you, if somebody moves away, let's say you, you, your son or your daughter or your loved one moves across the country, let's say that they move to, to China, you miss them, you think about them, you know, your, your heart hurts because they're away, but you're not worried. You know, you have a sense of peace over you, Absolutely. even though you don't get to talk to them every day, you don't get to hear from them every day, you're at peace because you know that they're safe. But when somebody passes, we automatically want to treat that like a permanent goodbye, We don't think of it as a move. We think of it as, oh, my God, I'm never going to see this person again. Oh, my God, this person's not going to be there for my graduation or for my wedding or for my promotion. Oh, my God, my dad's not going to get to see my kids. My dad's not going to get to see, you know, be there for the birthday. He's not going to be able to celebrate with us. And really, that's just the opposite of what it is. And death puts that fear in us. But once you take that away, it gets a little bit easier to understand because your loved ones are with you every day. And, you know, the funny part is that everyone is going to cringe when I say this on air is that they can hear every they can hear and see everything that you do. And I mean everything that you do, George. Oops. (laughs) I'm talking about in the bedroom, on the toilet, anything, everything they can see. But the thing is, and when I say that, everybody's like freaks out. But think of it this way, right? Like I have security cameras in my house. I have access to 24-7. Sure. Am I on, on my security cameras looking to see what my girlfriend's doing, you know, while I'm not home, looking to see what my cat's doing? Well, sometimes I do that. But, you know, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: I'm
0: looking to see what, what my girlfriend's doing when I'm not home. You know, if she's, if she's actually in the house, how long she's spending, what she's doing in the kitchen, what she's watching on TV. No, because you have that level of trust. And, you know, it's not interesting. And, I, I and
1: also see... you do give them their level of privacy.
0: Absolutely. And it's the same thing with our loved ones. They have access to that, to that information. But are they really, you know, hovering over your bed at night or, you know, watching you while you're in the bathroom? Absolutely not. You know, they have access to it. They can see it all. But do they, you know, do they tune into it? No.
1: Have you seen where the other side, Matt, has the capability of telekinesis and they can move objects or do whatever they want to do?
0: So me, personally, no, because to me, the way that it worked when I was younger is when they were the strongest and in situations like that. For example, I remember when I was younger, like I said, I would see them full body apparition. I would hear them. They would they would yell at me. I would hear whispers in the room. I would see them appear. Um, I think the closest thing that I had happen in that way is that when I was younger, they were trying to get my attention. And I didn't realize it back then. Like I said, just being three, four, five years old, when, when you're seeing and hearing people who have passed, you don't realize what they want from you. And I remember being in the, waking up in the middle of the night to my bed shaking, like somebody shaking my bed. And I could feel the whole bed shaking like, like, like a horror movie. And I would be yelling and screaming for my mom to come in. And the crazy part was is that I could feel it, but my mom couldn't. So she came in the room like, Mom, the bed's shaking, the bed's shaking, and she came in and she put her hand there and she's like, no, no, you're the only one that's feeling that. You know, I don't, I don't feel that happening. And I know that that was, that was one of the ways that they were trying to get my attention. You know, once I started listening to them and I actually started listening to the messages, I don't have that anymore. I don't have people, mm-hmm. you know, pulling my hair, slamming the doors, shaking my bed. But I, re- I realized that they were having me go through those experiences because all they wanted from me when I was younger was to listen to them.
1: Interesting. Now, what...
0: I realize now, and I interrupt you, George, but I realize now that the reason why I was having those experiences was because when you're psychic, the other side knows that they can communicate with you. It's almost like a lighthouse, how you can see it from, you know, uh, miles and miles away. When you're a medium, it's like a special light that the other, one, that the other side knows, oh my God, I can communicate with you, I can, I can speak to you, I can connect with you. So they saw me as that person. So the souls that had passed in the, in the nearby area were, you know, now I realize, I didn't realize it then, but I know now that they were just souls that had passed nearby, neighbors, friends, loved ones that were coming in to try to use me as a way to reach people, you know, in the surrounding area.
1: Matt, we're working on a show regarding the life and death of uh, comedian Robin Williams. Uh, he was a great actor, great comedian. He committed suicide. Uh, he had his own demons in order to do that. Will, will his personality. Carry through to the other side. That fun, laughable. Absolutely,
0: that's the one thing that I love. Because to me, I feel that when people connect with me and I give them a reading, and their and their you know father, grandfather, grandmother comes through with their personality, they know instantly that it's their loved one. And more importantly, a lot of times people come to my events and they're so nervous George. They'll come in and they're crying and they're nervous and they're you know, a lot of times people are going to the bar and getting drinks and they're so nervous about connecting with the other side. And then when their father comes through and he's joking or laughing or teasing, next thing you know, you know, they come in crying and they leave laughing because they're like, Oh my God, that's my dad. Yeah, it's the same. You know, so many times people come in and they they seek out a medium like me they connect with their loved ones. And for some reason, they're expecting the worst. I don't know why, you know, there's this misconception that people in, in heaven aren't at peace or, you know, they're, they're angry or they're upset because it's just the opposite. Oh,
1: you, know, you, you would think in heaven they are jovial.
0: Absolutely. I mean, when you go to heaven, George, it's like going through TSA. You know when you have to go through TSA at the airport and they make you take off your shoes and your belt and your sneakers and all these things before you can get to the other side of the terminal?
1: But Once you get to the other side, you're happy.
0: Right. You have to let go of, first of all, the pain, the illness, the, um, you know, the anger, the grudges, all of these different things you have to let go of. Because if we carried our grudges, our anger, whatever it is, to heaven, first of all, Italians would would never make it in. Um, But, you know, secondly, it wouldn't be a place of peace. So, you know, we go through what's called a life review when we go to the other side. We see the people that we've hurt. We see the people that we've helped. We've seen the, you know, um, the soul contracts that we've made here in the physical world, the life path, the life path uh, that we were on that we were supposed to fulfill, the mission that, that we've been given here in this world. And then at the same time, you know, when people go through this life review, they see, oh, I should have treated my brother better, or you know, oh, I should have mm-hmm. I should have spent more time with my family. start so to see things a little bit more clearly, they're able to, to stand in other people's shoes and see the things that they've, they they could have or, or should have done differently. And I think that that's so amazing because so many times there'll be people who will come through in a, in a, in a reading, you know, when I'm connecting with somebody, like for example, someone's father or a mother or sister. And I'll be reading for a person and they'll say, oh, that can't possibly be them. You know, me and my father didn't get along here in this world. So, you know, you can't possibly be picking up on him. I'm like, oh, no, it's your dad. And he's here because, you know, he's, he's sorry for leaving you when you were a kid. You know, your dad understands the struggles that you went through because of that. And, you know, he'll come through and, and tell me this message. So I think that that's, you know, incredible for us to hear here in this world, because even the people that you didn't get along with here in this world are watching over you on the other side because they understand the things that they've done wrong. And and I'm hoping that there's some people out there that are listening that this helps their heart a little bit because so many times a loved one passes and, you know, maybe there's something that's unresolved. I'm from an Italian family. So there's, you know, in my family, we have a lot of that, you know, because there's people in my family who had held, held grudges and whatnot. But the thing is, is that when you get to the other side, you realize that someone here in this world is hurting because of a grudge that you left or because of a dispute that you didn't get to resolve. And that's why sometimes those souls are the first to come through. When I'm out at a—and I try to live a normal life— but when I'm out at a restaurant and I hear a message, it's normally those souls who come through. You know, the, me- the, so- the souls with the strongest messages are those who want to fix what they didn't get to when they were here in the physical world.
1: Have because, you, have you right? asked yourself why you— in terms of your gift?
0: Yes. You know, that's one of the things that I think of all the time. I think, you know, why is it me? Why did the other side choose to talk to me? And to be honest with you, I'm not sure why they chose to talk to me, but I'm so, so glad that they, they do. I think the reason why is because I'm there to listen. I know that my sister, if she was given this gift, oh God help me for saying, saying this, you know, my sister's very, very cynical, and she 's somebody who yeah, I think even if she had to give she wouldn 't listen huh. she wouldn 't deliver the messages. I mean you have to be in, you have to be brave, you have to be willing to listen, you have to have uh, a lot of empathy because the people who are coming to you are trusting you they 're trusting you with their life they 're trusting you with their loved ones that have passed on, and more importantly, you have to be able to push uh, all your own thoughts and emotions aside and just and just be present with the person that you 're reading for to deliver the best messages that you can. It's, it's a 24-hour job. There is no uh, customer service hours when you're a medium. The other side just wants to reach you all the time. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll come home after doing an event, after doing private readings, and, you know, I'll, I'll just be going to bed and I'll just be put my head to the pillow and I'll hear, you know, of somebody who comes through that has to deliver a message, whether it be for a friend or family member. And here I am getting up from the bed, you know, writing it down on a piece of paper so I don't, so I don't forget it and calling that person up, you know, to tell them uh, that their mom came to me or their dad came to me or whoever it was came to me. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.